The LifeSpring family of podcasts is brought to you in part by AMD Live. AMD Live brings digital entertainment to life. LifeSpring number 138. Peace. Hey, how's it going? So good to see you. Well, welcome. Sharing the piece of hope, love, and good news. This is LifeSpring, and I'm Steve Webb, your host. My email address is steve.lifespring at gmail.com, and the listener comment line is 206-350-CALL, or for the alphabetically challenged cell phone, that's 206-350-2255. Give me a call. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to LifeSpring. This is episode number 138. But guess what? This is podcast number 499 in the entire LifeSpring family of podcasts. <laughs> Tomorrow's LifeSpring family Bible will be number 500. Man, I guess that's a milestone of some sort, isn't it? I know there's a lot of people out there that have now surpassed that or have done more than that. Not that they've surpassed me. They were ahead of me from... Uh, the fact that they do daily shows. I was one of the first podcasters out there, having started in November of, uh, what was it, 19, uh, what was it? <laughs> what is this? Uh, 2004. Yeah, oh well, I'm tired. I'm half sick, so. Anyway, having started in November 2004, I was one of the first guys out there, but I don't do a daily show, as you know. Well, LifeSpring isn't a daily show. I didn't start adding shows to the family uh, of podcasts until, you know, uh, oh, probably well over a year into it probably something like that so anyway enough of that i had planned on making today's show a short one because like i said i'm feeling just a little bit under the weather but as i planned out the show it looks like this is going to be a normal length live spring and of course <laughs> that could mean anything for about a, from about a half an hour to just under an hour i promise that none of it will be wasted time however we're going to talk just a little bit about the Pod Show campaign that has some people in the podcasting community, both producers and listeners, more than just a little bit upset, shall we say. We're going to talk just a little bit about that. Not a lot, but um, I think I have something to say. I'm also going to share something that a couple of my friends sent me this past week. And we have a very, very special guest today on the show. It's been a long time since I had this guest on the show. The guest is the lovely Lady Leanne. She's going to talk about peace. Actually, that's going to be a theme in the entire show today. But uh, it was her idea to talk about peace, and I thought, you know, that's, that's a great theme. We haven't really talked about that in quite a while. First, though, I want to mention AMD, the really good people who are sponsoring the LifeSpring family of podcasts right now. Would you please do me a favor and let them know you appreciate the fact that they're doing just that? Go to the show notes page at LifespringPodcast.com and click on the AMD banner that you'll see in the sidebar there. Check out what they've got over there. There's a bunch of really useful free software that you can get. Download some of it. Try it out. I really think you'll be glad that you did. Okay, well, I think it's about time to get on with the show. This is Kevin Reeves. With peace. Is it somewhere in your memory? 
carols that we sing Yeah, peace Where are you tonight? Yeah, peace Where are you Kevin Reeves, good song about peace. Of course, there's lots of different kinds of peace. All right, you know what? My mother taught me that I should always let ladies go first, and I always try to keep peace with my mom, and I try to be respectful of both her and the lovely Lady Leanne, so I'm going to introduce my greatest treasure to you right now. It is a real treat to have Leanne, the love of my life for 18 married years, but including our courting time, it would be almost 20 years. She is a peacemaker in our home, and I'm sure she's got some great good words to share. Leanne, it is so wonderful to have you back on the show. Well, we'll see if you say that when we're done. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I will. (laughs) But uh, you wanted to talk about peace today. Yeah, it's just kind of been a prevailing thought on my heart and my mind. Over several months now, about three months, but um, just really the last week or two also, a little more seriously even. Why is that? It's actually been an ongoing thing since Uncle Harry died, and that was almost two years ago now, I think. Mm -hmm. Maybe three. For those of you who don't know my uncle, which is most of you. (laughs) Well, (laughs) everybody. Except Um, maybe your mom. Except my mom, yes. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. And um, Steve and Lori. Anyway, my uncle was probably the most gentle man I have ever known. My aunt on my father's side, he married her when they were later in years. They were probably uh, 50 or so, I'm guessing. When hey, they wait were... a minute. I'm 52. <laughs> uh, maybe they were younger. I don't know. Maybe they were older. I don't know. Anyway, um, he was just the sweetest man. He, of course, spoiled her rotten, which was a blessing um, because she had never been spoiled like that. But... In everything that he did, he was always sweet and loving and tender. And even if he was upset at something, I never heard him ever raise his voice. And I remember that every time that he would meet us or um, see our boys, whenever we'd have family get together, he always had a pocket full of quarters for the boys. And he helped them to collect and add to their coin collection for all the different quarters. And that was just one of his little ways of sharing his love. 
and he always had a camera around his neck because he loved to take pictures and that was his way of devoting his talents and his love to the family. So that kind of brought it on when he passed away because I I just have always loved him so much and he and my dad have probably been the two most gentlemen aside from my husband in my life until I met Steve. And so um, when he passed away, I just um, began to really challenge myself to have a more peaceful, gentle way. And being the woman of the family, because I'm outnumbered three to one, four to one with Matthew. And five to one if you include Sparky. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surrounded by men, and it's a great thing. Anyway, as the woman of the house, I should have the gentlest spirit. And I um, have prayed that God would help me to be a more gentle, peaceful person and to bring gentleness and love and peace into our family. So this has been ongoing in my life, and I've continued to pray this in my life. And then um, I'm a part of what we call the Good Books Club at our church, and it's a women's literature guild. And we've read several books over the months that I've been a part of the guild. And the first one we started with was a Francine Rivers book, Redeeming Love. And she takes scripture and someone in scripture, and this one was the book of Micah, she develops in modern time what it would have been for that character possibly and different attributes that they went through in the story in the Bible and she attributes it to different time periods of today. So the last series that we read in our Good Books Club is also by Francine Rivers but this one is it's called the Mark of the Lion series and it's a three book set This book is based back in the Roman history time period. Anyway, the main character in this book is Hadassah. And this girl is um, just filled with the peace of God. And these books were life-changing books for me and for many of the other ladies in the book guild. And it just challenged our hearts and stirred our hearts to want to be the women of God that Hadassah was. We wanted to be someone who could be peaceful in all situations. It didn't matter what she went through. She still presented the love of God, and she presented him in such a wonderful way. And usually it wasn't with words. In fact, she was always feeling that she was letting Christ down because she didn't present the gospel with her words, and sometimes she would fall short. So I just began to take this to heart the woman that she was, and I began to pray that God would help me to be a more peaceful woman. And as I've done this, I've began to work on trying to get my house in order so that it's not cluttered and a mess, so that um, there are less things laying around to draw our eye to confusion or to clutter. Of course, having teenage kids doesn't help. No, it doesn't help a bit. (laughs) But I'm trying, and I'm trying to teach them. And, And I have noticed, and it is nice. Thank you. But I just really want God to so fill my life and be such a vivid part of our life here in this home that His peace comes over us. I want our words to be more gentle. I want my thoughts to be more gentle. I don't want to be someone who reacts with a harsh word. And I don't want to be somebody who is um, not caring and not loving. I've noticed that in the past, I I used to be the kind of person that I would just kind of say what I thought, and lots of times that got me into trouble because 
my thoughts weren't always that perfect. But um, I'm just trying to really temper my words and my, my attitude. Even in dealing with the kids, I've tried so hard. And ladies, you, you know probably if you're the mother of children how difficult it is when everything's swirling around you and there's laundry to be done and dinner to be cooked and the meal to be prepared and and you're still working and you're trying to get things taken care of with the kids in school. It just can be so chaotic that when one child comes at you and another kid comes at you, all of a sudden you just kind of sharpen your tone and you're harsh in your words to them and that it kind of cuts through to your heart and you think, oh, why can't I change? And so that's what I'm working on. So what does it take to change? It takes Jesus. Totally and completely because I cannot do it on my own. And that is what was so um, evident in the life of my uncle and the life of my father. They had Jesus so real in their heart. And it's not that they went out and preached the gospel to you all the time to let you know that Christ was in their life. You could just experience him by knowing them. And that's the kind of person I want to be. I want Jesus to just take over and to change me. And I am working on that. And the other day when I was on the car lot doing windshield repair, it's crazy. 95 degrees outside, I'm sweating like ridiculous. And um, I had Steve's iPod on my head, which I never take his iPod because he always has it. (laughs) <laughs> that's not always true. When, no, but when, I, when I'm home producing, I don't have the, the iPod going. That's true, you don't. Yeah. But I always forget to ask for it because I'm just used to working. Just I'm not the type of person that usually stops and puts the earpieces on and takes the time because I just want to hurry up and get to work and get it done and just fast as you can, which is another thing that doesn't add to peace. Mm-hmm. So I had the iPod on. And accidentally, because I can't figure out the silly iPod. Yeah, it's... Never mind, I won't say it. I know, it's not <laughs> confusing. But when you're not technologically savvy, like I am not, mm-hmm. um, I couldn't figure out how to get t- back to one of the shows I wanted to hear. So um, this scramble came on and I heard It Is Well With My Soul by the group For Him. But the job that they do on the song It Is Well With My Soul is just beautiful and I'm standing on the car lot doing a windshield repair and bawling my eyes out and praising the Lord while I'm listening to the song and I must have played it four times over but it just says when peace like a river attendeth my soul and I just begin to imagine the river of God's love flowing over my soul and it made me peaceful at that moment because I was at the time a little flustered and worried about finances and um, children and just everything. and It was flooding at me. And then it said, when sorrows like sea billows roll, and I thought, there's so many people that go through such sorrowful times, and I want to somehow allow myself to bring peace to their life. And just the whole song just ministered to me so much. And I want Christ to make me peaceful, and I want to change my ways. And somewhere here I have the Bible. I think we have one or two of those laying around. Yeah, we do. So there's a, a promise in the Bible about peace. It's in Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. It says, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guide your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? That means that God's peace, which is the ultimate peace, 
people in the world talk about peace all the time, but you cannot have true peace unless you have Jesus Christ in your life and you serve him with your heart because you will always be trying to fill the void that is there because God made us, some people say, with a Jesus-sized hole in our heart, but God made us to have communion with him and to worship with him and to love him. And if we're busy trying to fill our life with some other form of thing, we cannot find true peace. So God's peace comes into our life when we ask Jesus in and when we work on our relationship with him, constantly trying to get closer to him and spend more time in prayer and Bible study. And his peace, when it says it transcends all understanding, I think when we're going through difficult times or stressful times, or um, I see so many kids out there with our children in, in school now, I never noticed it before because my kids didn't re- interact with that many other kids outside of church. But they have And so, that's because they were homeschooled. Homeschooled, yes. They have so many little friends now. Um, they wouldn't appreciate me calling them little friends. Oh, 13, 15. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> but to me, they're little. Um, but they have so many friends who come from just terrible homes, torn up, and parents who don't spend time or love them. And the kids crave that so much. And I just want somehow to be able to be a shelter for them for peace so that they can know that if they come to our house, that it will be a peaceful place for them and a place of refuge. So that no matter what we're going through, even though we don't understand where the peace comes from, we'll still be able to feel the peace and we won't understand how it got there, but yet we'll know that it came from Christ. And that when it says that it'll guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, I think that Christ helps to keep your thoughts on Him so that you don't focus on the difficult times and you learn to trust Him. And the more that you trust Him, the easier it is to have that peace. What I've found in my life is the more I trust Him, the more He comes through, and the more I trust Him. So the more you trust Him, the more you trust Him because He never fails. Never. And so that really is where peace has come into my heart. I I sometimes still, far too often, am impatient. As far as things outside bother me, as far as the finances, and as far as, you know, how are things going to work out, I have a lot more peace in my heart in those things because I know that God has never, ever, ever, ever failed us. We've been through a lot in our married life, and and even before I, I met you, I went through a lot, but God never failed me. Now, I often failed him, but God never fails when it comes to fulfilling his promise to uh, provide for us and, and to work good things out in our lives. The Bible says that he has a plan for us, and, and they're good plans, and, and I've come to completely trust that. And so I know sometimes you still fret, uh, fret about finances, but I don't much, even though things get tough sometimes, I know that God is going to come through. I think that probably comes because as the women, we like to have that security. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's a big thing to us, the nest and the security and making sure everything is in its perfect place. And, you know, when you look at the future and I see the turmoil that's out there, sometimes it's hard for me to just sit back and say, okay, God, I trust you. I may say it, 
but I don't act on it lots of times. Mm. And that's what I'm trying to learn to do also. Because the worst for me is looking at these poor children out there and to think, God, who's going to take care of them if their own parents don't? And we've discussed this many times, Steve and I. I always say, the best thing for me is to know that God is a just God. Because I always think, how are they going to know Christ if their own fathers don't show them love? Or their own mothers don't show them joy? And um, so I just am learning more and more to trust Him. And then to just try and let Him reign in my life. So that I can be the one who brings peace to some situation somewhere. Well, you do that here at the home. I love you. I love you too.
Steve Emerson. How'd you like that? <laughs> that was beautiful. I think I'm going to uh, do another hymn stories on that. That was the very first song I did on hymn stories, but it was instrumental. I didn't have any vocals at that point in time, and um, Heidi from church played the keyboard for us on that one. So I think it's uh, time to re- revisit that one. It's just such a beautiful, glorious song. It and certainly is. When you think of the words, and my sin was nailed to the cross. It's so important that people realize what a relief that is in your life. And you can't have peace and you can't have joy until you accept Him in your life. You may try to fill it with a bunch of other things and think that life is going great, but there's always going to be a time when life isn't going great. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have Christ to lean on, you don't have anything because all the other gods out there depend on you doing something for them and somehow you need to achieve a certain work to get to where you need to be for them to bless you. And that's not the way with our God or with Christ. He just, he gave himself on the cross for us when we were just the worthless piece of slime. And to turn him away, I just, oh, my heart breaks for those who don't see the joy of Christ. And if you don't know Christ, please call us if you have questions because... We would love to share him with you. He is such a wonderful God. And I just pray that you will come to know him. That's about all for me because I'm being a weepy little idiot. Well, you sure are being weepy. I'm not so sure about the idiocy part. But, uh, yeah, this is something that means an awful lot to Leanne. And uh, it's genuine. Um, She's the genuine article. There's no doubt about it. Well, thank you, sweetheart. You're welcome to sit in for the rest of the show. I'm, I'm really enjoyed having you on the show today. It was good to be here. I'm going to go check on the boys and get them to bed. Okay. I love you, baby. I love you. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. So there you go. That's the lovely Lady Leanne. Uh, Tender-hearted, right down to the core. All right. Now it's time for me to talk just a little bit about this campaign that Pod Show is running. You obviously know what I'm talking about, the Suck Less campaign. I won't talk a lot about it because either you've already read a lot online and discussed it ad nauseum, or you don't care about it and you don't want to hear about it. I'm going to talk about it because it affects the shows in the in the Lifespring family of podcasts, and this show has been brought up in at least one of the high-profile discussions online. Uh, That discussion would be over at uh, Chris Penn's blog, Christopher Penn. I'm going to talk about Chris a little bit later on in the show, but uh, he he wrote a very good post about um, the campaign, and uh, it engendered a lot of comments, and uh, I was uh, really pleased at uh, the way that, that Chris mentioned the Lifespring show in particular. Uh, what I'll do is I'll put a link in the show notes page uh, to that post in case you haven't seen it. Um, as far as I can tell, the genesis of this campaign was a comment that Adam Curry received and then read or played on his show, The Daily Source Code. Someone said, if I have the story right, that Pod Show sucked. Adam said something like this in response, something like, okay, help us suck less. Adam is is a a guy that uh, says, you know, I don't really care what you say, just do something. He's a person of action, um, regardless of whether you agree with his actions or not. um, He's a guy that, you know, talk is cheap, let's do something. And so when this person wrote this uh, email or or sent in the audio comment, I don't know, I don't know which, which it was. He said, okay, um, you want to make complaints? Help us suck less. Help us be better. In effect, really, it was a gesture of peace by Adam 
to the podcast listeners saying, we want to make Pod Show more enjoyable for you. We want you to be at peace with us. I mean, that's obviously a paraphrase, but that, it, you know, when you, when you boil it down to the bottom line, that's what it was. And that's good motivation, if you ask me. Now, the manner in which the campaign has thus far been executed has done anything but engender peace. Uh, the length of the first promo was far too long in the opinion of many who I, who have commented. Most everybody says that it's too long that I have heard anyway or read. And the tone of the promos was, well, incompatible with some of the family safe shows that are on the network. And of course, with the shows of the Lifespring family of podcasts. After a little over a week, they started running shorter promos. They responded to the complaints. But the tone and the message of the promos was really not any better, and at least one of them was hopelessly or completely offensive to many of you and to me as well. And to have it run on the Bible reading show that I do was uh, just beyond the pale. So I've been in touch with Adam a few times about this. He told me that if I produced something that would get the message across and would encourage you to participate in the campaign, then they would substitute my promos for the pod show promos on my shows. And of course, if you've been listening to many Lifespring shows over the last couple of weeks, you've heard a, a, a pod show promo run at the beginning of the show, and more than one of you has written and said, Steve, uh, this doesn't go so good. So anyway... On Monday of this week, I produced six different promos. Adam told me that uh, he thought they were good and that they would put them into rotation as quickly as possible. You see, there's a lot of uh, things that go into dropping these promos in. They call it their DGAP system, and they have to set up different rules in how the DGAPs happen, and uh, I guess they're kind of pushing it to the limits right now. Anyway, I don't know. You may have heard one of my promos run at the beginning at the beginning of the show. I hope so. I really hope so. Also, let let me mention here that the very name of the promotion was a problem for some of you. Uh, you know, the term "to suck" is something that was frowned upon in my household when I was a kid, and I wasn't brought up in a Christian home. Uh, there are some Christian homes where it it you know it you will not say that in this home. It has to do with, you know, the the uh, the genesis of that word, how that, that slang term came to be. Anyway, that concern was passed on to Pod Show as well about the word. Richard Brewer Hay, uh, I don't know what his title is, but um, he's one of the mucky mucks over there at Pod Show. He's one of my contacts. He's one of the first people at Pod Show that I had discussions with even before I signed with Pod Show. Anyway, he let me know that there was an alternate URL that I can send you to that does not use that word. So that's a good thing. Now, once you get there, you're still going to see the word, but at least it doesn't have to be said on the shows here. And if you ask me, that's another peace offer from Pod Show. They really do want to do better. Sure, they've got a long way to go, but they really are trying. They really, really are. They're not bad guys over there, no matter what some of you say. Um, are they perfect? Of course not. But you're not perfect either, and I'm not perfect, and... uh you know, there's only been one person that ever walked the earth that was perfect, and that's, of course, what this show is all about. But, uh, you know, I haven't attained that, you haven't, and neither have they. Now, listen, here's where I really, 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 really need your help. Please help me show those guys at Pod Show that this is working, that, you know, running my promos is working. Please go to 
superpanel.podshow.com and sign up. We have to demonstrate to them that, that there is enough here that is effective that you know they'll, they'll continue to listen when I give them suggestions. I really need you to do that. So that's superpanel.podshow.com. I have joined the superpanel. I want Podshow to be better as well. If you join with me on the superpanel, we can have our voices heard. There's a survey there right now that takes a few minutes to fill out, maybe more than a few minutes, depends on how quickly you go through it. But it's, it's basically basic demographic information, some of your listening habits and, and maybe a few other things like that. But it's, it's a little bit involved, but it's not bad. And, and you know, if we're going to be a help, they're going to need information from us in order to be better, in order for them to be more what you and I want to be involved with. Later on, there's going to be other surveys that will, um, you know, ask you more specifically about Pod Show. Right now, they're they're just trying to gather some basic listening information. And and one of the things that's on there is what shows do you listen to? And of course, you're going to want to put LifeSpring on there. <laughs> it's just a a check mark, you know, LifeSpring, and you're going to say that it's the best pod sh- or, or, or the best podcast on Pod Show, right? Of course, <laughs> please. What be be honest? Um, anyway, this is how we can tell Pod Show what they're doing right. And what they can improve on. And I need you to do that, please. So that's um, superpanel.podshow.com. And, and I don't, there's no financial reward here for me. Oh, but yeah, you can win, uh, you can earn points for, you know, some little prizes. And, you know, that is not the motivation, at least not for me. And if that's a motivation for you, cool. You know, that's cool, whatever. But anyway, this is our attempt at peace with Podshow. And I think it's a good start. One more thing you can do. In my email discussions with Adam, and for those of you that may not know, Adam is uh, one of the guys who actually invented podcasting and who is one of the two owners of Podshow. There's Ron Bloom, and then there's Adam Curry. Adam is the president of the company. Anyway, in my discussions with Adam, I suggested a way that I could be of help to Podshow in making them more family safe. I'm not going to go into all the details here and now, but if you think that I might be helpful to those guys over there, why not email Adam and encourage him to consider my idea? His email address is adam at podshow.com. And uh, if you don't mind, uh, CC me uh, on the email as well, if you don't mind. So that's adam at podshow.com.
Finiston with Peace of Mind. This was sent to me by a couple of my friends this week. This is called The Duck and the Devil. There was a little boy visiting his grandparents on their farm. He was given a slingshot to play with out in the woods. He practiced in the woods, but he could never hit the target. Getting a little discouraged, he headed back for dinner. As he was walking back, he saw Grandma's pet duck. Just out of impulse, as little boys often do, he let the slingshot fly, and he hit the duck square in the head and killed it. He was shocked and grieved. In a panic, he hid the dead duck in the woodpile, only to see his little sister watching. Sally had seen it all, but she said nothing. After lunch the next day, Grandma said, Sally, let's wash the dishes. But Sally said, Grandma, Johnny told me he wanted to help in the kitchen. And then she whispered to him, Remember the duck? So Johnny did the dishes. Later that day, Grandpa asked if the children wanted to go fishing, and Grandma said, Oh, I'm sorry, but I need Sally to help make supper. Sally just smiled and said, Well, that's all right, because Johnny told me that he wanted to help. She whispered again, Remember the duck? So Sally went fishing, and Johnny stayed to help. Several days of Johnny doing both his chores and Sally's, he finally couldn't stand it any longer. He went to Grandma and confessed that he had killed the duck. Grandma knelt down, gave him a hug, and said, Sweetheart, I know. You see, I was standing at the window and I saw the whole thing, but because I love you, I forgave you. I was just wondering how long you would let Sally make a slave of you. So here's the moral of the story. Whatever is in your past, whatever you've done, and the devil keeps throwing it up in your face, whether it's lying, cheating, debt, fear, bad habits, hatred, anger, bitterness, whatever. You need to know that God was standing at the window and he saw the whole thing. He has seen your entire life. He wants you to know that he loves you and that you're forgiven. He's just wondering how long you're going to let the devil make a slave out of you. 
The great thing about God is that when you ask forgiveness, He not only forgives you, but He forgets about it. It is by God's grace and His mercy that we are saved. And that was God's offer of peace to us. And so the website of the week. This is... uh, (laughs) I'm going to have a link on the show notes page to rinkworks.com, R-I-N-K works.com slash said, as in he said, slash courtroom slash S-H-T-M-L. I'm just going to have a link on the show notes page, but I'm going to go there right now. And what this is, this is things people said in courtroom situations. And just at random, let me see, let me see. Uh, the lawyer said, uh, how far apart were the vehicles at the time of the collision? <laughs> Uh, Here's another thing a lawyer said. Uh, The youngest son, the 20-year-old, how old is he? These were things actually said in the courtroom. And there's a huge page of these things. Let's see, the the lawyer says, Doctor, did you say he was shot in the woods? And the witness says, No, I said he was shot in the lumbar region. (laughs) Lumbar, lumbar. Let's see. Lawyer, are you married? Witness, no, I'm divorced. Lawyer, and what did your husband do before you divorced him? And the witness says, a lot of things I didn't know about. (laughs) The lawyer says, were you acquainted with the deceased? Witness says, yes, sir. Lawyer said, before or after he died? And this just goes on and on and on and on. So, uh, yeah, that's the website of the week. It's uh, silliness, and it's about our lawyer friends. Now, as far as podcast of the week, I'm going to send you over to the Financial Aid Podcast by Chris Penn. Now, Chris is the one that wrote such nice things uh, about the LifeSpring show in his blog this week. If you have anybody in your life who is a college student or will be a college student, or if you're a, a college student, you really owe it to yourself to check out the Financial Aid Podcast at financialaidpodcast.com. Of course, I'll have a link there as well. Besides doing the Financial Aid Podcast, Chris is probably one of the smartest guys in podcasting. He doesn't just do the financial aid thing. He does so many different things, and he he contributes so much to the community on his blog and just different ideas that he has for uh, making life easier and for making podcasting easier and more effective and to be able to reach more people. And Chris really is a a good guy. Um, He's not a believer in Christ. Uh, I believe he's a Buddhist, but... uh, that doesn't mean that we can't respect him and really appreciate him as as a person. And, you know, we can pray for him. You never know. My purpose for this is to uh, just return a little bit of love to him since he was so nice to us this week. And I've been a fan of Chris Penn for quite some time. So go on over there, check out his blog, and check out the Financial Aid Podcast. And so there you have it. Hey, remember Jesus said, Whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. You see, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your age, your sex, or your station in life. Jesus asks you this, Who do you say that I am? Life Spring is about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life this very day. Don't forget the email is steve.lifespring at gmail.com. The listener comment line is 206-350-CALL. The artists on the show today were Kevin Reeves, Steve Emerson, Finiston, and Coley Bryce. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been great having you along. Thank you for being a part of the LifeSpring family. 
Until next time, I'm Steve Webb. God bless you. This has been an In Touch Productions podcast. The best and the brightest, served up daily by the sharpest minds in content delivery, Podshow and Limelight. 